The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, freshfm.net, for our contact details. Hi, welcome to Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, a gardening show full of inspiration. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb, a self-confessed passionate gardener. I've been in the garden industry for many years and I totally enjoy sharing my knowledge with you. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is kindly sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm. Today we're focusing on a timely tool safety reminder and more late summer tasks. At the Nelson Farmers Market, the market is very pleased to announce that Golden Hill Walnuts will be attending the market on the first Wednesday of every month. They have an incredible range of walnuts and walnut products, including cold-pressed walnut oil, walnut meal, it's actually quite hard to say the word walnut, walnut vinegar, ducker, and walnut and prune pastilla. That sounds absolutely delicious. I know for a fact that walnut oil is beautiful, particularly on salads. Their products are amazing and take whatever you are making to the next level. Well, as I'm sitting here, I've got a big grin on my face because, yes, we had more beautiful rain. Such a thrill in February. After saying we didn't get much rain out of that first weather system, the second one, which was the cyclone, I think that, was that when the cyclone went through? I think it was. We didn't get a lot of, in fact, we had no wind at all while parts of the country were being battered. I'm not quite sure how you got on in Marlborough. Um, I'd love to hear if you had any damage over there. And I don't know whether it was windy in Golden Bay or other parts of Tasman, but definitely here, I was amazed. My sister told me, she's in Taranaki, and she basically said that one of her rhododendrons was just snapped off at the base. And I said, well, while I'm talking to you and you're telling me that, there's not a breath of wind here. We've just got a little bit of rain. So what was really lovely was last weekend, the weekend before last, sorry, when that went through, it sort of started to rain a little bit and nothing much was happening and I was going, oh, you've got to be kidding me, not again. It started raining finally on Saturday evening, that, that Saturday evening, and I, you should have seen my face when I went out to the rain gauge the next morning, 76 and a half millimetres were in it. And that I was just beside myself. I came back to the house with the biggest grin and wrote it on the rain chart straight away. We did get a little bit more and over, over that weekend and into Monday, I think, and then, of course, this past Saturday night, we got 23.5 mils. I know some of you will be totally fed up with the rain because February generally in our districts is usually, you know, fair, it's usually the hottest, driest month just about. But I, for one, am loving it. I just think it's, it's just brought everything back to life. Our, our grass, etc., was looking so brown. The hill going, the slope going down to our pond was definitely really brown. It's now luscious and green. And recently, probably, it must have been actually, it would have been the Thursday before that cyclone came through, the farmer came and took his sheep away to take them to the ram. And I looked at the paddock and thought, yeah, just as well they went because there wasn't a lot of grass left. And there were a lot of brown tops. So John went through and, and mowed those off. He got that done in a couple of hours. And since then, I have to tell you, I don't think I've ever seen our paddock looking more beautiful. It just looks gorgeous. And I think I mentioned too that the sheep had limbed up the trees really nicely. If I have, I want to mention it again because I walked around the paddock yesterday again and just went, oh, 
just the trees just look gorgeous. I do still need to get out there and cut off all the branches that are left behind after they've nibbled off the foliage, but the trees are all at the same level and, and our paddock looks the best it ever has. Not a day goes by when I'm in that paddock that I don't pinch myself. We've lived here for 17 and a half years and I still pinch myself about the fact that I've got a, around about a three-acre paddock out there. And, and it's starting to look like a real park. The trees are getting really well established. So that's very exciting. I had to smile. Oh, that's what I was saying. That's, that, no, I hadn't mentioned it. That was what I was going to mention was the thing about the, the sheep, the fact that they've lim, limbed up the trees perfectly. And it was just, yeah, just a lovely moment yesterday. I want to get on to tool safety. This is, could be partly why I'm a bit rambly this morning and not really remembering what I've just said. I had a bit of a nasty incident at work. Well, it wasn't too nasty, but at work on Saturday. And many of our gardening tools are very sharp. And I definitely did find that out on Saturday. I was cutting back some ground cover plants that were a little bit leggy around the edges. So I was just trimming the edges. And you know what you do. You sort of grab onto the foliage and then snip when it's a ground cover in a, in a PB bag. Well, yes, guess what I did? Yeah, three, three guesses. I snipped my the third finger on my, um, the one next to your little finger, on my left hand. And it was just one of those moments where you just think, that didn't feel like plant. And so I raced very, very calmly past the customers, zipped into the kitchen and um, ran it under cold water. But I have to say, I have never bled that ba as badly as I did then. It was actually pouring down the front of my hand onto the floor as well. So it really was a bit of a nasty snip. It's probably about an inch long, but it goes in an arc around my finger right next to the, and, and it ends right next to the, the, the top side of my nail so I was very lucky that I didn't get the nail and that I didn't cut the tip of my finger off if the angle had been slightly different it would have been really really nasty so I got distracted I was thinking about something else so it's very important when you are trimming things to keep keep your mind on what you're doing and don't get distracted because if you do chances are you'll do what I did it is fairly deep and and but it, it's it's not looking too bad thank goodness I heal quickly. It's still painful, but it hasn't opened up again. It's just, it's just irritating. You know what it's like when one of your fingers is out of action? At least it's on my left hand. So it just means I'm going through a few food preparation gloves because I don't want to get... I've got a Band-Aid on it during the day and I don't want to get the Band-Aid wet because that's a real pain. You have to keep changing them. So if your secateurs are very sharp, it's, it can be a really good idea to wear gloves. I really should have been wearing gloves while I was doing it and I will in future. I didn't. I mean, even if you only have gloves that have, like, rubber on the inside of your palm or on your fingers, it's better than nothing. That would have deflected the blade ever so slightly. But those snips really are, they're the ones that have got the pointy, they are literally called snips, I think. They're like secateurs, but they're snips. They're, they're used a lot in the um, grape, grape industry because they're very good for if you're picking grapes or pruning or doing anything like that. Whenever you're in the garden, do take care especially with things like tall garden forks and spades as well. I have been known to poke holes in my gumboots with my fork, which is not a good look either. Thankfully, I've always missed my toes. But it can be a good idea. If you do a lot of gardening, it is worth investing in a pair of steel cap gumboots or at least maybe a lightweight pair of steel cap work boots. I've got a pair from when I worked at Appleton's Tree Nursery. This is way back, probably about 10 or maybe more than 10 years ago now, more like 13 years. And they're wonderful. I don't tend to wear them in summer because they're a little bit too hot, but they're not heavy. 
whereas I, I picked up my husband's steel cap gumboots the other day and, and I just thought, how on earth can you walk in these things? They weigh what I call three quarters of a tonne. So, yeah, it, it can be quite important if you are going to have to wear steel caps to try and try and get something that's not too heavy, particularly if you've got joint problems. Wearing heavy gumboots when you've got a bit of arthritis in your knees or something would not be a good idea. You're on Fresh FM. This is Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at 23 Halifax Street on every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1pm, rain or shine. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb. Today we're focusing on a timely tool safety reminder and more late summer tasks. So Nelson Farmers Market, there's also a wonderful range of tomatoes at the market at the moment from several stalls. Some are selling seconds in bulk for sauce or preserves, so come on down nice and early. They open at 8am. Oh, it's 8am to 1pm, sorry. They open at 8am to see what is available. The Farmers Market also has its free-range eggs from Spring Grove, strawberries and tasty Dave's. Hang on, sorry. The Farmers Market also has free-range eggs available from Spring Grove, strawberries and tasty Dave's spray-free produce. Those two are two separate things. I'm sorry, my mouth's not connected to my brain this morning. This is an exciting time of year at the market and fresh produce can change quickly. So please pop on down and see what's fresh this week. Do you see what happens to me when I cut my finger? It's not a good look. My brain turns to mush. And I think it's possibly because of everything else that's going on around us at the moment. It's just, it's actually very, it can be quite tricky to keep on an, on an even keel, I've decided. <laughs> Anyway, getting back to safety in the garden. Do wear protective footwear if possible. Definitely do not wear jandals or sandals when you're working in the garden. This is especially important if you're using mowers, even just a hand a hand push mower, but especially things like motor mowers or electric mowers. You really do need to wear decent footwear when you're doing any sort of work that is what could be deemed slightly dangerous. Getting on to late summer tasks. It's a wonderful time to sow some peas or sweet peas, or you can plant them as well from seedlings. I tend to wait to do my peas until autumn, but let's face it, by the time you're listening to my show on the 1st of March, or this show on the 1st of March, it, that will be officially be the first day of autumn. So I think if you want to sneak your peas into the garden this week, you'll be fine. The other lovely thing too is with, with the weather, with the change in the weather in February, I've really noticed that it is feeling autumnal in the mornings now and sometimes in the evenings. Sometimes it still gets a bit humid in the evening, but the mornings are starting to feel really lovely and we're getting very heavy dew, which is just fabulous for the garden. Vegetable plants love dew, morning morning dew. They just, they just suck it up. And what is lovely about dew as well is that some of that moisture actually does get absorbed by foliage as well as, you know, if it's on the ground, it gets absorbed, absorbed by the soil. But plants also like to sort of drink it in, which is really lovely. I just love that feeling when you go out in the morning and it just feels fresh. And, oh, it's my favourite time of the day. So getting back to your peas or your sweet peas, peas will crop well in autumn. So if you, if you, do, if you sow them now or in early autumn, you'll have a wonderful crop during the autumn. Peas like cooler weather. So I always sow them in spring and then I sow another crop again in, in autumn. And if you, if you have a, like a real microclimate at your property, you could probably even get away with sowing some in winter. 
I love doing peas in winter in, the, in my tunnel house because I just love fresh, there's nothing nicer than fresh peas on a salad. I just, I either do sugar snap peas, which you can eat pod and all, and I just pick them and chop them up and throw them on my salad. Or if it's ones like Massey or other peas like that, I just take them out of the pod and sprinkle them on my salad. I don't bother cooking homegrown peas because I just think they're just so delicious, they deserve to be eaten raw. Sweet peas will put on growth now, particularly if they're planted from plants, but also seed. They will put on good growth. If you have a microclimate, you might get some flowers before winter, but otherwise, they're quite amazing. They'll grow a certain amount. This is sweet peas, not edible peas. They'll grow a certain amount, and then they just sort of stop, and they'll sit there for, a, for a, right through the winter. And as the soil starts to warm up in spring, they suddenly put on a huge burst of growth, then you'll have beautiful sweet pea flowers early in spring, around about mid-spring. The secret to success with any of the pea family is to give them lots of nutrients deep down in the soil. So what I tend to do is I dig a big trench, whether I'm planting against a trellis or I might do a circular trench, circular trench, trench, <laughs> trench around a teepee of bamboo stakes or some other support. And when I say a trench, I do it possibly about 45 centimetres deep. You might be thinking, good grief, that's deep. Well, it is, but there's a good reason why. What I do then is, is I, I dump a whole lot of compost in the bottom of the hole and some sheep manure pellets, and I water it really well until the sheep manure pellets have started to swell up a bit. Then I dig it through the soil. This all might sound labour-intensive, but it is worth it. Dig it all through the soil, and then as I fill the trench back up with with soil I incorporate more compost into the soil. I don't incorporate sheep manure pellets at that stage. I just use compost and fill the fill the hole back up, water it really or the trench back up, water it really well, and then I sow my sweet peas or my peas and or I plant my plants. Now the reason you do all that work further down is when the roots of your of your peas or your sweet peas hit the extra nutrients below. It's just when they need it. It's generally when they really are trying to put on good growth or they might just be starting to fruit. Sorry, not fruit, flower and set peas <laughs> or pea flowers. And yeah, I, I just find it works a treat. My father always did this when he grew sweet peas every year and they were always absolutely magnificent. So I really do suggest it. It really is worth that little bit of extra, extra trouble. Other than that, you can continue to plant like crazy. Plant all your leafy greens and also sow some carrots. I sowed some carrots a few weeks ago and they've come up beautifully. So I must go out today. I'm going to give myself a treat, step away from my, my studio office and I must thin my carrots and also weed them because carrots don't like having competition from any weeds. And it's also a good idea to thin them when they're quite small. Mine are probably about four centimeters no five centimeters high now and I really wanted to do them when they were 2.5 centimeters high but it was raining so I decided not to <laughs> well I hope you're all enjoying the wonderful weather and and the rain no there's no rain on the horizon for a wee while I don't think now so enjoy your gardens hope you enjoyed today's show if you have any questions about anything I covered email me at nelson at freshfm.net Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers airs Tuesday morning 20 to 11 and replays Sunday afternoon 20 to 3. Previous editions of this show are available as a podcast from our website freshfm.net 
or through the Access Internet Radio app. Thanks to the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm for supporting a show about gardening. Thank you for joining me. See you next time. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.